I'm an eternal optimist and I believe that we have no option. This is really about yeah. financing our future. We need to be integrating biodiversity, climate, people, gender into our business model. Welcome back, everybody. Rich Brubaker, Shanghai-based mission-driven entrepreneur, here today with another episode of the Sustainable Ambassador Podcast. This podcast is all about the people who are in sustainability, the work they're doing, and what they're getting out of it. This week, I'm so excited to be joined by Lisa Janassi, who's a managing director at ADM Capital Climate. We're going to be talking about how she came into this work, the work that she's doing building a fund around sustainable finance, and kind of the vision that she has. I'm very happy to have her with us to share the work that she's doing in sustainable finance, ESG, learning to use the power of capital to make the world a better place. So Lisa, thank you very much for joining us. It's great to have you back on the show. And I guess as a starting point, would you mind introducing yourself and what you're trying to accomplish now at the Capital Climate Fund? Yeah, well, thanks. Thanks, Rich. And it's always good to have a conversation with you. It really takes me back into uh, where I've come from. So that I guess that point of reflection is, is always a good one. When I set up the foundation in 2006 for the partners of ADM Capital, I think it's important to sort of reflect back a little bit. Um, really, the idea of the foundation was never just to be a granting foundation. It was to try and come up with some of the solutions or contribute to the solutions to that hairy underbelly of the Asian growth story. At mm. that point in 2006, they actually didn't know how to address this through the fund. So we set up the foundation to try and push systemic change. So then 2008, we set up and we were the first fund ex um, Japan to sign up to the Principles for Responsible Investment. And 2012, ADN took on the first of its funds for the IFC. That launched a whole sort of very clear ESG process around each of its investments. So that became the sort of the genesis of ADM Capital Climate, which was mm. to house a suite of impact-related climate funds that could directly okay. contribute to positive benefits in Asia. What's the vision for the, this fund? And then what's the what's the operating model for, for delivering that yeah. impact? Yeah, absolutely. So ADM Capital has been investing in SMEs across Asia since 98. That's what they do. That's their core. Okay. They're providing private credit to, to SMEs. So we, uh, the thinking behind ADM Capital Climate was why can't you do the same thematically and deliver impact at the same time. So mm. our first fund within ADM Capital Climate is a fund called the Asia Climate Smart Landscape Fund that we're in the process of fundraising for. So ACLF fund focuses on the agribusiness sector, delivers capital to SMEs working in the agribusiness sector. So commodities, big challenge in Indonesia is, as you know, deforestation. Mm. So how do you, looking forward, decouple deforestation from commodity production? And how okay. do you improve the supply chains to be inclusive of people? And also uh, that sort of environmental, a different environmental ethos that involves in terms of ACLF fund, for example, we're investing in operating facilities run by SMEs and the supply yeah. chain broadly is smallholders. So community okay. forestry or just a smallholder supply chain. So yeah. trying to also provide support to that smallholder supply chain to uh, around environmental education or make sure that there are NDPE commitments, no deforestation, no peatland um, development, no exploitation, no deforestation commitments um, mm. from the people who are actually selling to the operating facility. Um, and again, sort of managed IFC performance standards, so environmental and social safeguards committed to and integrated into the transactions. But we're also working towards four targets, which are, okay. are reduced GHG emissions, better land use management, um, mm. uh, livelihoods, improved livelihoods. And then we have a gender target, which we feel is extremely important. Being an Asian-based fund in this space, right. is it important to be here symbolically or 
would it be easier if you're in London and New York? Like what's unique about no, being here? Why is it important to be here? So, you know, we are, the reason I'm here um, is really, I've, and I've been in Asia for 20 years, is it is the coalface, yeah. right? It is where the change needs to happen. It's 60% of the world's population. It's, you know, mm. that much production at the same time. So it's yeah. where change needs to happen, I believe. And I think that Asian countries are very much on top of that. So yeah. how exciting to be part of that journey for these countries just to help them, you know, to facilitate that, that journey that they're already on. Yeah, I, mean, this, I was talking with someone about how, you know, particularly Hong Kong and Shanghai for so many years, has been a gravitational force for so many people to come through and really trying to solve real problems. Like we're not we're not trying to solve something too far away in many cases. Like deforestation is in our backyard, smog is in our backyard, and it's very motivating to kind of look out your window every day and say, okay, we're going to get to work. What do the other managing directors think of this? The partners at ADM Capital believe that this is the future, that being able to integrate impact is the way that they want to head. Mm. So yes, it's more challenging, but it's important, you know, it's critical. And this is, this is the, without a doubt, this is what's going to have to happen looking forward, you know, for yeah. every transaction in terms of how we manage our transactions. And also at the corporate, you know, the company level, we're mm. only working with um, sponsors who are interested in this, who recognize sure, sure. sustainability is the future of their business, um, yeah. and that impact is one hundred percent, one hundred percent, what they want to deliver. What changed in their mindset that said this is how we're now going to fund businesses? During the pandemic, the urgency was there in terms of systemic change, the mm -hmm. urgency of climate, the urgency of the biodiversity, uh, the, the biodiversity crisis. The sort of the confluence of of, uh, of crises, I guess, created this sense of urgency. Uh, mm -hmm. within the partners we already yeah. had the sort of the integration strategy but looking forward can we then create a series of impact related funds that are materially different and then guide the way for potentially future ADM capital funds so how do we then you know mobilize capital for change yeah. so speaking of mobilizing capital for change you made a career change going from foundation to fund how do you see the role of finance changing the conversations around sustainability and sustainable business is this a good place to be focusing effort to use the power of money to shift things or do you still see some constraints or do you see limitations even in that idea that, you know, financing sustainability is, is the best path forward? Well, I'm, I'm an eternal optimist and I believe that we have no option in terms of, you know, mm. financing our future. This is really about yeah. financing our future. So mm. for, uh, for me, uh, despite the challenges associated with stepping into this space, but on the other sure. side, you've got a lot of really good businesses who are trying to figure out this transition story. But, yeah. you know, you're talking about SMEs in Indonesia and a variety of commodities and different provinces each with its own yeah. peculiarities so there's a lot of work to be done and there needs to be patience i mean i know we don't have yeah. a lot of time so hence the desire to start on this journey before everything is perfect right we need to we, yeah. we need to this journey needs to be moving forward we need to be you know integrating biodiversity climate people gender into our business models i, I got a couple questions i'm not sure which one to ask first i guess how much of the work that you did at the foundation directly translates over into this process and then what are a couple of things that you really had to learn in this new role that in your mind bring success? Well, the convening is is a big one from the foundation. I mm. mean, I think one of the strengths of ADM Capital Foundation was its convening role that it played to achieve change. So whether it was pulling together yeah. the wildlife trade working group, whether it was pulling together a coalition to mm. 
stop the import of shark fin into Hong Kong and stop the consumption of shark fin into Hong Kong, or whether it was uh, working collectively on climate to achieve the decarbonization target mm -hmm. that was set by the government. That was a, a collection of NGOs and the foundation working together, a foundation bringing in funding where that was relevant from additional sources who saw us as a, the foundation as a sort of a useful uh, convener of, yeah. of, of partners in, in Hong Kong and, and, and beyond. Mm. So that convening role and the collaboration of, of NGOs, the collaboration yeah. of funding is extremely important. And that's mm -hmm. sort of a new concept. That partnership model is a new concept in finance. But as, as I, I hope I've yeah. illustrated, it's a really critical one when you're talking about delivering impact or delivering sustainability in finance, because yeah. no fund manager understands biodiversity, gender, mm -hmm. um, you know, how to reduce yeah, emissions exactly. or what to do with the emissions reduction piece. So yeah. you need partners associated with each of those targets. Right. Well, we will need partners associated with each of those targets, unless you have gobs of money and then you can you know, hire people in each of those areas. But I don't think that's sure. efficient either, talking about efficiency. What are some of the things that you had to learn in this well, world? Credit, yeah, I'm, I'm not a credit specialist. But I have, you know, as I say, really good team. So just learning yeah. about, I mean, I, I have been working with the funds over quite a period of time um, yeah. on the ESG side. I've been sitting on IAC, um, but my background is not in finance, but I'm, yeah. you know, you just learn by necessity. But, but the great thing about ADM Capital, the Asia Climate Smart Landscape Fund is it sits within yeah. ADM Capital. So we have a very deep bench of credit specialists, of legal specialists, fund services. So we have a team that's a sort of a more specialized team in terms of the impact piece. And, and delivering pipeline. And then we have a very deep bench of credit support and, and legal support, structuring support uh, for the fund itself. When I look at this space, a lot of the ESG and sustainable finance professionals tend to be transitioning out of traditional finance or business services roles and into this space. But what do you view as the opportunity or the importance of sustainability professionals who you know aren't credit specialists, who aren't investors by background. Is there is that a missing piece you see in the general sustainable finance space? Is that an opportunity for corporate sustainability people to, to jump into something new? Like, is there a lot to offer there from the sustainability side that's missing? Or is it really the we we need the finance people to just be better attuned to the challenges that exist and build capacity within them? I think a lot of the sort of traditional, more traditional finance people are thinking this there's something missing. I, I recognize the urgency. I can see what's happening in terms of our biodiversity crisis, climate crisis. I want right. to try and address that through the work that I'm doing. They speak the language of finance already. So I think that's extremely helpful in terms of making the argument, yeah. quite frankly. But on the other side, you know, then you have biologists and, and GIS specialists and people who have deep knowledge of how to, you know, how to implement. So it's not yeah. just about reporting and that sort of high level. These are the challenges that we have, but it's like, okay, what are the deep changes that we're going to make? So I wouldn't say it's either or I'd say that both are, are, are extremely important uh, in the context mm. that you're given it's just a matter of you know resource going back to resource what, what you yeah. can actually do but I think we want to see deep transition um, that's based on rooted in data and data and, and research um, yeah. and then can be translated uh, to a sort of a finance language so that the finance teams can understand and that yeah. becomes just part of how they do business. How is managing donors different than managing investors? Um, well, investors for investors, it's, you know, very clear that there is a financial return that they, that they need to achieve. And so most of their conversation, that, that conversation has had around how you're going to achieve that financial return. And then if mm. you're lucky 
enough to be dealing with an impact investor. It's also how are you going to manage the environmental and social safeguards in this project? And how yeah. are you actually going to deliver impact sort of at the ground level? Donors are focused on, you know, what is the change that we can potentially, what is the change that we can deliver in a program, whether it's on water or on air quality and, and, and more sort of how does that fit into my agenda, I would say. So how, how are you going to help me achieve my own agenda um, mm. in terms of um, not necessarily sustainability, but within each program, whether it's wildlife trade or water or plastic? Yeah. Um, and how can we collectively, you know, work together for X? Um, yeah. And if it's a really good donor and partner, then they're working side by side with you to help you deliver that change, right? And on yeah. the investment side, it's more, you know, we want you to achieve this return and mm. these are your impact targets. Okay, well, how are you going to meet those? And it's reporting, uh, yeah. receiving reporting. It's less of a journey with you. Although some investors are different. We have a, a couple of investors, potential mm -hmm. LPs in our fund who want to take that journey with us, who want to go on, um, you know, site visits. They want to learn through the process. So I was talking with an entrepreneur this morning about reporting impact and measuring impact when they take on an investor who's a mission-driven investor, right? And they had, I guess they'd had a couple conversations about the fact that if they didn't hit their impact numbers, it put their finances at risk as well. We were talking about like the balance of that and how difficult it is to actually measure and report impact in spaces where a lot of the financial professionals are just new themselves. How are you approaching that? Our impact advisory board will get a first look at every transaction in a pre-concept note. After that, okay. it goes to our, our impact. If, if they think that we can generate impact, then it goes yeah. to our, our investment committee. After our investment committee, then we can do diligence, right? So yeah. it's a pro, and then, and then we'll have a design document which sets forth the financial parameters of the transaction as well as the impact and the environmental social safeguards. And I mm. do see, you know, that obviously the connectivity between the environmental social safeguards and the impact. And it's, you know, the same on the sort of finance side. It's, ca it's very close cash management it's board seats so that we have influence over a company um it's normal sort of adm capital credit management on the credit side and and on the esg side but then in terms of impact it's that impact setting that goes on for every transaction that's that's so important you know if you're talking to someone who's working in a fund right now and they want to either develop or push the current funds towards sustainability what what are some ways to get started or what are some what are some ways to engage with the LPs or the partners to even start that path? Now, well, we started um, by doing a full sort of uh, inventory of the pipeline, uh, mm. the pipeline and the and sorry, and the, and the deployed capital. So we looked okay. at, you know, where we where we had deployed capital over the years, what our pipeline was. And mm. interesting to see that actually because of the you know the focus of the partners in terms of sustainability and and because of the uh, process that we sort of embarked on in 2006 the pipeline wasn't potentially as challenging as others might be given that it was okay. in asia um yeah. to transition so that inventory really understanding again setting those baselines mm -hmm. like where are you and uh, yeah. where, where do you want to get to and then setting targets we had someone come in and work with us initially on our just our um footprint setting for adm capital okay. so looking at a scope one, scope two, and some of our scope three, and then looking at the risk in a portfolio from climate, so physical and transition risk, and doing that sort of analysis, thinking about the TCFD report. Um, that's that's something that we did for the first time last year. We had done two yeah. sort of carbon footprinting exercises and reports, um, but that TCFD report really pushed us um, a lot harder. So this, yeah. is a, this, is, this is a journey that everybody needs to be on. Now, the journey never goes easily, right? It often kind of 
you hit you hit a part in the path you're like oh my god either we're lost or i'm not sure we are or we hit a wall that wasn't on the map you had some very willing partners but that doesn't mean it goes easy so what were some of the challenges you faced and overcame through this process that others might also see you know it's a constant journey we started uh, early in the conversation we talked about bringing a long team so it's bringing along your investment team with you i mean they've been um, motivated by financial return for most of mm -hmm. their career so it's yeah. just shifting the thinking and integrating you know maybe sustainability targets into salary kpis i mean i okay. or bonus kpis um so it's you know help how, how do you shift the thinking internally and then it makes your job a whole lot easier i mean mm. i think we're adm capital team has been at this for quite quite some time i think that right. they're you know that they're sort of along on this journey with us without a doubt um, but there are still transactions that of course they would like to do um yeah. so it's it is a balance it's a balance between the development aspects and but not contributing mm. unnecessarily towards climate and then managing your portfolio to risk so making sure that you you are looking at the physical risk in a you mm. know a, a uh, for example, uh, uh, a property investment in Bangkok, which might be subject yeah. to flooding or right. uh, um, the transition risk, you know, regulatory risk and legal risk and, and a reputational risk of not shifting your own thinking or your own portfolio. So that leaves me with my last question, which is if you're talking to a sustainability professional or someone interested in coming into the role of sustainable finance and building a fund or running a fund, um, what should they know before they get started? What should they think about as they're getting started? Just some tips and tricks. I would say a science degree, uh, whether it's biology mm -hmm. or chemistry or zoology, is something that gives you that sort of rigor uh, training and rigor um, in thinking, I think is extremely important. I don't have that, but I, I wish I did. I mean, I'm also looking back and saying, mm -hmm. seeing what I missed in terms of my own training. Um, yeah. the, um, the data piece, um, I mentioned data is absolutely critical to be able to handle data in a way that's efficient and and effective um that yeah. that piece is is extremely important um and you know finance absolutely you can learn you can learn on the job but some sort of uh, you know uh, certainly um if if that's the the direction that you want to take yeah. some sort of initial sort of training um in credit or equity manage you know mm -hmm. whatever it is whatever the firm is that you you want to go work at just do you know some years of experience in finance so you can speak that language and you can you can you have those sort of basic tools um yeah. that you can you can manage then i think you're well equipped to take on a job in sustainability and it sounds like a lot but actually it's a lot anyway you know we've got biodiversity to manage climate to manage people to manage so people skills also you know understanding what some of the the people and uh, and conservation related challenges are that's that's also ex important but then being able to you know to to manage a transaction i think is a huge benefit mm -hmm.